Thanks for tuning in to the Life in the Front Office podcast presented by Suju Organic, where we inspire, educate, and provide advice and insights around those who are in the sports business and entertainment industry. Please follow us on LinkedIn and Instagram at Life in the Front Office. And don't forget to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Lastly, get your 15% off Suja at sujaorganic.com with the code LIFO, L-I-F-O, and enjoy today's episode. Welcome to today's episode on the Life in the Front Office podcast presented by Suja Organic. Excited for our Life After Court Street series here with the Ohio University Sports Administration. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of uh, background around agencies and brands. Um, but our guest today is Kelly Johnson, the one and only. Uh, she was our class president uh, when I was there in the grad program. Um, she spent three years at OE. We'll let her dive in. But uh, co-host Laura Waters-Brown joining us as always. Uh, Kelly, welcome. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Laura. Appreciate you having me. So just just to start off, you did spend three years in the program, right, as, as a fellow. And I know that, uh, you know, it's a little different for, for everybody who jumps into the program um, being either you know, a one year or two year, but you, I right. mean. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, everyone was just getting a glimpse of sunny Columbus in February. So apologize for the, the glare there, but you know what? Sunny in February in Ohio, we'll take it. So, um, but yeah, Jake, thanks. Um, you know, kind of to jump into it, like you said, spent three years um, at Ohio so I I was um I played college sports um at D three school called the College of Worcester, and I kind of knew that um in playing that I wanted to start to pursue a career in sports. Given my experience um at the D three level, I thought okay I want to be a D three athletic director. So worked in the college um, space for a little bit um, while I applied to grad school, um, then got into grad school, but was offered um, this fellowship. Uh, at Ohio University. Didn't know what that was, thought I was going to get into the program or not. Um, but Jim Kaler offered me a fellowship um, in the Center for Sports Administration, um, basically a year-long internship, if you will, getting more experience. So I said yes. So I get to Ohio University, and that first year was really eye-opening for me because prior to that, I thought a career in sports was, you know, you go the college route or you go the pro route. You know, I didn't know what all of these other opportunities in sports were. Um, and so that started to really open my eyes to what I could um, get involved with. So, you know, we did then the MBA year after the fellowship. It's a one-year program, as everyone knows, and then uh, rolled into the MSA year. And during that year, I had the chance to uh, do my graduate assistantship uh, with Ohio IMG. And um, at the time, uh, you know, before... Uh, earlier fear and whatnot, but um, you you know, and that really cemented. I loved kind of being that middle person between a brand and a property, um, the relationship building, partnership management of it all. And I thought this is what I'm going to ex you know explore uh, post graduation or or you know spring semester of our MSA year, um, and then we'll probably get into it. But talk about the power of um, networking. You know, a fellow Bobcat was working at Wasserman at the time. And I had seen a position and um, she said, you know, I think you should go after it type of thing. And 
um, now almost uh, seven years later, here I am still at Wasserman. I was going to say, uh, for for some of us, we've we've jumped around the country and you know jumped around from organization to organization, and then Kelly's riding strong uh, with Wasserman. You know, first first job out of grad school, and uh, you know, obviously different roles yep. within you know the organization. But um, one thing, quick quick before we start, uh, mascot at Wooster, what was it? The Fighting Scots. Oh. Yeah, they've had some rebrand since. Okay. Um. So now it's um like an actual Scotty dog type of. Thing. We'll have to we'll have to pull up. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to at some point. But interesting one. I, I yeah. D three mascots are always really interesting because I yes. as someone who went there. Yeah. The fighting um, Scots. The fighting Scots tartan is a big thing. Um, at the College what of Worcester. Is, what is a tartan? It's it's a pattern. Uh, we'll we'll pull you it learn, up. You learn something new every day. I had to I had to pull out my insert, inner dolich and, insert and here ask in the about video, the mascots. Tartan needs to pop up, so we yes. need to add like it just needs to yes. pop up a tartan pattern. Now I like really want to do it for you guys. You know, Laura, mm -hmm. as a as a fellow colleague at Wasserman, uh, what what do you got for Kelly? One, I didn't know seven years, Kelly. Right. Um. Yeah. Fun fact. I think I am. The last one to maybe be at the same company. Are you the longest um, Bobby at Wasserman? No, I don't know. No. Um, well, Lindsay, you know, did the the. Oh online. yeah, but she, but yeah, but she was at Was before she was a Bobby. She was. So does that count? We have to figure out how we calculate these yeah. things. But, but yeah, I but think I, you I, are the perfect person to talk about the. I literally got this question the other day okay. from a former uh, on-campus Bobby, who's in the working world now, is talk about the importance or what you have learned in regards to not just the work that you do, but who you work with and who your mm. direct boss is and how that's kind of played into the success of your journey, but also the longevity of your journey because we don't oh. see people at companies for seven years anymore right right um it's a great question i'm kind of going to throw it back to like what jim at one point jim kaler as a kind of reference before uh, you know as we all know who was the director of the center um had said like just kind of different priorities or what what's important to you at different times potentially in your career whether that's geography or pay or director uh, direct boss um culture of the company, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I, th I think that one of the themes that I can point to with probably why I've um, continued my career at Wasserman to this point is um, the culture and the people. I think that that's pretty much what you hear day in and day out of anybody who asks about um, why they enjoy working at this company. You get the chance. I, I think coming from playing college sports, then going to Ohio where it's a very tight-knit family as well, I really feel like Wasserman uh, hits the jackpot on kind of that teammate mentality, right? And so, you know, you can kind of tap into different people. They're here for you. You're here for them. And um, I think that those relationships at the end of the day, you're working with smart people, um, you know, kind of everybody's curious, um, has that kind of drive. So I think that that's really 
why a lot of people, um, and like myself have, have stayed at Wasserman. Kelly, if you're at a team, you try and network with other teams in your market, other teams across the leagues. If you're at a league, you probably try and network with the teams and or other leagues, right. To try and find out similarities when you're at an agency, what do you do? How, how do you, who do you network with? How, how do you build relationships? What does that look like? Can the answer be all? Sure. Yeah. But I mean, but, but from your seat, right? Like, and Laura can, can attest this too. Like there's 24 hours in a day for everybody. Right. So oh, how do right. you keep in touch with, you got to prioritize at some point, are you networking with the brands, other agencies, teams, right, properties, right. whatever? Yeah. You know, well, well, so much so of what we, or at least what I do on, on the brand side of, of, um, uh, at Wasserman, uh, you know, right now I work in, um, overseeing two partnerships, right. And, and, plays in the NFL and the NWSL um, with my main client. And, and so obviously you're talking with those folks on a day-to-day, but the, like you we've talked about, right? Like so over that time of seven years, I've obviously built relationships with different folks in different sectors of the industry. So just maintaining those relationships, because as we all know, um, it is a small industry at the end of the day, you don't know where someone else is going to end up. So I think just keeping that wide net of, you know, I'm, I'm kind of talking with teams or leagues or whomever, because um, it all kind of comes back at the end of the day to, to, you know, we don't know where anyone's going to end up. And so just keeping those relationships um, at the forefront and, and, and really trying to keep up with them, whether I'm working with them right now um, or could be working with them in the future um, so I, I just think that that's uh, maybe a good piece of advice is to, um, you know, always maintain those relationships, try not to burn any bridges in this industry, because as we know, um, what's that saying? Like seven degrees of separation, right? More like one, right? Yeah. In the sports industry. Yeah. You probably, if I name someone to Laura, she might not know that person, but she would know a person that knows that person. Right. right? Um, so I, I, I think that uh, it's a connections, uh, industry. And so just keeping that in mind and whatever you do. So I think to probably boil that down, Jake, to, to, you know, what we do, it really is, um, talking with and staying in touch with a wide cast of folks. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's because you want to, you know what I mean? You, you've built that relationship. And so it doesn't feel forced either, which is important. Yeah, I think that's that's an important piece about it, right? Is the intentionality of it and yes. making sure that you're reaching out or staying in touch for the right reason. And and yeah, I think what's interesting is when you go th- through the beginning of your career, right? You, you're thinking like jobs, 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 right? It's always kind of you're building relationships to see where there's an inroad or a path. Uh, and then once you're in the working world, it's like, okay, well, how do I do my job to the best of my ability and who's going to potentially aid in that, you know, as, right. as a whole, right? Like who do I need to know to be able to get the inside scoop or advice or, you know, Hey, they did the same thing that I'm trying to do, but at a different place, how do I do this? Right. And, and kind of provide that roadmap. Um, Laura, what, what have you learned in the agency world, maybe different to Kelly uh, because you're in different spaces within the agency. I think that's one of the unique mm-hmm. parts of like, you have this massive organization, they do so many different things. 
So when some someone says, hey, yeah, I work at Wasserman, but both of you do entirely different things versus, you know, a team might be pretty uh, linear. Yeah, I mean, I think I was going to double click into something exactly that Kelly said, which is, <laughs> you know, it's so important to understand the culture that you're going into. And when I say culture, I mean, from a Bobcat perspective, all of the Bobbies, as soon as they get here, you know, we've got another great Bobcat in Kate McGowan at the company who I don't know how she does it, but the moment we hire a Bobcat, they are added to the Slack channel. How that happens, I don't know. But we have our we have a channel. And so it's about the authentic relationships and the authenticity in wanting to create those relationships, which I think is which makes a global company a lot smaller um, because, you know, we all have something in common. And now it is I just want to get to know you as a person. And I think it's something we said on on the previous podcast, Jake, which is develop relationships with people as humans first and foremost yeah don't let the first time you interact with somebody be asking for something be additive to them yep and then you are going to get opportunities that you didn't even think you know a company like um as big as the one we work at there are new positions and work and jobs and clients being added every single day. And so those genuine relationships are going to be the ones where it's like, oh, we don't need to hire somebody for this. Kelly might be interested in this type of work because she's done it over here. And I've talked to her about other things, but at the baseline of it, I know she can do the work. She can learn about whatever the specific topic is. So Bobcats are always looking to help other Bobcats advance in this industry and in career and in life. And it's because if you do it right, you don't have to ask for a job. Right. I think that's that also a mic drop right there, Laura. I, like, so I just... feel like that's where Laura usually says full stop. Yeah, full stop. Period. period. On period. On um, what what did they period. what did the kids say? On on period. I'm on point. I don't know. On Who point? Knows? I'm trying to be cool. I don't know. Kelly, Kelly, what's the one thing that if you were to look back at you know, when you were going from the program into the industry, obviously you spent some time in the industry, then went into the program, then right. back into the industry. But as you're sitting at OU, or if you're another grad student listening to this, and Kelly's got one piece of advice for those that are like, hey, where do I start? If I want to, if I said, mm -hmm. I want to work at an agency, what are the big players? Where do I start? What kind of roles exist? Like, Everybody kind of understands what the team and the league landscape looks like, but what does the agency world look like? Yeah. Um, well, where to kind of start? I think we've, we've hit on it really big of like, try to utilize that network as best as you can. Right. Um, but I think in addition to what you learn in the classroom, trying to get that hands-on experience, if you can, you know, there are a lot of, um, virtual internship opportunities available. We actually continued that with our um, internship program, um, kind of a result from the pandemic, but try to get that hands-on experience if you can to, you know, see what you do and don't like in the industry, right? You might, um, I, I think for me throughout my career too, it's like, oh, maybe I did, um, you know, this brief um, project or helped at this event and maybe that wasn't my cup of tea, but sometimes knowing what isn't for you is just as beneficial as no, what it 
knowing what is for you, you know? Um, and, and so I, I think I answered part one of your question, Jake, and then to kind of go through like the day-to-day of, of an agency, you know, like I, th- I think a couple of things just like high level, no two days look the same, right? You might think you're starting off the day going through X, Y, and Z, but then all of a sudden you get a call and you got to work on X by and deliver it by the end of the day, you know? Um, and, and so that that's one thing. And then, um, you know, agency life isn't for everybody, right? Because some people might, might not like that, um, structure or whatnot. Um, but I, I heard really great advice when I first started, um, from a, uh, a wise chapter, um, when I was, uh, located in Raleigh that, you know, if you like checklists and have to get everything off your list in a day, maybe agency space isn't for you, but, um, and, and I, I love good organization, you know, ask anybody who knows me, right. That, that, that's like up there for me, but early on, I learned to reprioritize what I needed to get done in a day and just being okay with that mindset of, you might have a running checklist, right? But then you're constantly like, what needs to go to the top of that? And then what you need to hit on in the days to follow, you know, um, I think is some good advice. And then um, the the one other thing I'd say, so that was one, two, three, is for students to be their own advocate. You know, um, obviously we get to where we are with the support systems and the communities that we have built around us. Um, but, you know, you got to be vocal and you got to, you know, know what you bring to the table um, and and don't feel shy about it. Do it in the right way. Obviously there's a difference between confident and cocky as we all know, but um, just remember to be, be your own advocate when it comes to your career. Laura. I'm just over here nodding my head because Kelly just come up with the truth and the and the words because you are correct today i'm a graphic designer okay you're a strategist in a a couple hours i'm a i'm a be a strategist yeah so it really does depend on the day the time to your point i literally have three things on my list right now right that was supposed to get done yesterday not enough not not one right but the thing that popped up that needs to be done first is the thing that I have to work on first. Right. And I would say is <clears throat> don't be afraid of um don't be afraid to go team side and then to the agency or don't be afraid to like you don't have to just go straight to an agency because I think when you can go and experience and not necessarily the team side, but just different skill sets. Right. You never know when you're going to need help doing something else that that actual department that is professionals at it is busy and they can't do it. But, oh, you can you can dab a little bit. Huh. You might be able to to help us out. So um, I think, you know, Kelly's just just hitting all the things. She's just hitting all the things. I'm just sitting Laura, here. Laura, I had I had a colleague. Uh, that's at an agency now reach out a while back and said, Hey, I listened to some podcasts that you did. And I, you know, gave me this idea. And then I reached out and grew a network and I got this job over here. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. But they were in ticket sales to start. Right. And so then you're like, okay, well, how do you get from ticket sales to an agency? And I think that that's my next question to you, Kelly is like, 
okay, regardless, if you're listening to this and you're in premium sales or you're in sponsorships, right. like how do you get to an agency? And is there, to Laura's point, a certain skill set that bodes well or best? I know you're talking about the types of, you know, work day, but like, are you mostly working with brands or is it mostly working with properties? Like, is it marketing focused? Like what's, what's the skill and or vertical that you're kind of working with the most? Yeah. You know, um, first I'd say in any of your experiences, you can usually find anything that's a transferable skill. You know what I mean? And so I think that sometimes we're our own, um, a barrier, you know, to maybe pursuing something that we really want to go after, you know, oh, I've been in operations for my whole career, but now I want to go and do um, X, Y, and Z, or to your point, maybe you've been in ticket sales, but it's like, you know, don't limit yourself, right? So um, try, try to think about what those transferable skills are and what might work well, talk to people, obviously. Um, but, you know, I, I think that for us, some of the soft skills I hit on it, being curious, um, being proactive, you know, trying to stay uh, on top of what's going on in the industry, right? So you can share great recommendations or good insights um, with your clients. As you kind of hit on, Jake, right? We do have brands, properties, um, events, talent, what have you. Um, but where I sit on the brand side, you know, um, you know, do you like to think strategically, right? Um through what what a brand currently what their current partnerships are to where you see them long term, um, you like to think about the amplification of how you could really make a campaign that much stronger. Whether it's the addition of talent or you know obviously social play, something like that. Um, so I feel like there are so many different threads that you someone could find that hits on whatever the job might be that they're trying to pursue in the agency. Um, it's just finding what that is and then being able to speak to it um, with with various examples, um, what have you. And I know Laura, Laura's gonna get to rapid fire here in a second, cause that's oh. her favorite part, but. Um... And, and one other thing I wanted to get kind of back to before, real quick before the rapid fire, I know Laura, we'll need to wrap, but you know, while I'm on the brand side and she's with the collective, I think another thing we're seeing, right, is just the continued push to elevate the women's sports space. Um, not because anybody um, feels like, oh, oh, we we need, you know, have to do this because it's smart business. You know, you've probably heard Laura say that on another podcast, but um, women, you know, women's sports, it's the real deal, you know, and and so I think that that's where we're continuing to see um, a big push. Um, and, and I don't think we're going to stop, stop on that uh, trajectory anytime soon. So it's kind of nice where even though we're both on different sides of the business, we oftentimes work together or collaborate um, when it comes to what a brand might be thinking um, for um, or in regards to the women's space. And that's where we can, you know, work together um, in a lot of instances. It's so great to work with Kelly on things because like at an agency, what is a title? What does it mean? It means nothing. <laughs> mm -mm. Manager doesn't mean manager in the same, like we have different verticals where manager oh, yeah. means completely different things. Coordinate, all different, does not different. 
really have to look at what it is that you do, like what are the tasks? Because titles, if you just do like job searches and just for titles, like we typically do, agency life will mess you up. Point blank. But rapid fire, rapid fire, rapid fire. Mm, mm. Now, Kelly, you had three years on the bricks. I did. So your input is going to be vital and very important. Okay. Ready. <clears throat> End of the night, coming home from the adult establishments as you are 21 while on campus. Obviously. Um, are you stopping by Big Mama's Burritos or Deepy Dough? You already know my answer before you even asked this question was Big Mama's. She's so smart. That was Every good. day. Mm -hmm. are you are you going poppers or are you going ci wow can i pick adjacent to poppers oh okay yeah can i mm -hmm. the pub oh okay fair 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 fair, fair. but fair. i love that little quadrant a little that mm -hmm. little corner on on, on court street Yes. Kelly, are you going to a basketball game at the Convo or a football game at Peden? Jake, this you got to give the time of the year. You got to give. This, the time I literally was going to say this one's weather. I know the weather is the weather is a big factor here. Um, if if it's a nice fall day, I can't pass up a nice fall football day in Ohio. If it's cold, I think you're going inside. I, I think, think that's where that yeah, it's cold. To lean towards. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to do yeah. outdoor things. I don't want to do outdoor things, especially not in Ohio. Mm -mm, not in the slightest, not in the slightest. Okay. Mm. What's another good one? Okay. Okay. O'Malley cup. O'Malley Ooh. cup. Mm -hmm. O'Malley cup. Basketball or flag football? So I played basketball growing up, but I just had a conversation about how much I would have loved flag football, you know, with the really the spike of how many girls are getting to play now. Like, yeah. I just feel like, you know, could have been doing some super moves out there, superhero moves out there, you know, catching, catching some balls, throwing some touchdowns. So I got to go flag football, Laura. I think flag football is going to surprise a lot. Girls flag football is going to surprise a lot of people because I think they are going to see, although it is supposed to be a non-contact sport, I there's, think you're going to see contact. how, yeah, how many girls like tackling. Flag football in high school, there was a girl broke another girl's nose. So it, it it's it's happened. Like I mean, you gotta you gotta think about it. Like Kelly, if you could play a different sport in college, what would it have been? Okay, had I been exposed to it because we didn't have this sport in high school, I think I really would have enjoyed lacrosse. Oh, yeah. When I when I first saw it in college, it was like, hmm. I thought you were about to say field hockey because they had one at Ohio, and I thought you were going that route. But I know you're close. not supposed to bend with your back in field hockey. You're supposed to use your legs, but it just looked very uncomfortable to me. So. Uh, yeah, that, that's why I'll go the other, other stick and ball with uh, lacrosse. Laura, last one. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, actually, I got one more real quick because oh, you're an go, Ohio go, native. Go. You got it. Wrap it up, Jake. You got it. You got Browns, it. Browns, Bengals, Ohio State, Indians, Red, or well, sorry, Guardians, Reds. What what's your favorite Ohio team other than the Bobcats? Wow. Yeah, obviously Bobcats. You know, maybe this comes back to being in the agency space. I really try to play like Switzerland in a lot of cases. Oh. You know we what I like mean? Whoever is um hey, you know what? It's really the Wooster fighting Scots. That's the answer. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give two shout-outs given the seasonality we're in. Tonight, actually, on the threat of women's sports, is the inaugural home opener for the Columbus Fury. So volleyball. I am so jealous. Oh, I will God. be there. Um very excited given given my volleyball ties. And then um the Columbus crew home openers on Saturday. So you know what? Shout out to to those two hometown teams. And uh alum at at Columbus Crew, Katie Foglia. See, there you go. You got you got the ties. All right, Laura, last one. You got it. I just gave you some time to think about it. I know. And then it was a really good one. And you know I have my moments and that went away, but I'm gonna get one. Okay, I got it. I got it. Are you ready? Hit me, Laura. Halloween or Numberfest? Halloween. <clears throat> because you know that the Johnson family has a Halloween costume party every year with a trophy and all. So that that holiday runs deep in my family's household. See, there you go. Mike that was a new one. I haven't debuted that with anyone else, Kelly. That was just that was a new one. Yep. I feel honored. New one. You should. Kelly, really appreciate the uh sharing of your journey, your path, advice, insights around the agency world, uh, and your experience as a Bobcat. Really appreciate it. You're welcome on anytime. There was definitely those conversations that could have gone for another hour. Or so oh yeah. We'll have to have you on again. Absolutely. Thanks, Jake and Laura. Really enjoyed it. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to today's episode. And I just want to give a quick shout out to ScreenSkins, our presenting sponsor of the Teamwork Online webinar series. The number one branded screen protector that allows you to personalize your screen protector for custom or officially licensed designs that disappear. Get yours today by visiting screenskins.com and use the code LIFO24 at checkout for 20% off today. LIFO24 at screenskins.com at checkout for 20% off. Thanks everyone.